Black Eyed Peas. Man, this. What's when did that even come out? <laughs> I want to say 2007, 2008. It's then. so interesting because I I feel like I know that I liked that stuff a lot when it came out. Two thousand nine. I have no. I have like no interest now. You say two thousand nine, Eddie? Yeah, two thousand nine. Because I'm thinking of this song right now, and I'm like, that doesn't hype me up anymore. I mean, that album's called The End. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Bye, guys. The next album is called The Beginning. <laughs> that They thought they were Tenet, and they... <laughs> 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 yeah, I like I like those albums. They're perhaps maybe a little like overproduced, a little too like radio friendly, but I, I think I think they're good songs and I think they're really creative. I think and that they, they make me want to dance. But I, I guess all I'm saying is my my type of age is going to be also starting to hate things that I used to like. Besides hating anything that's new. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I was playing Call of Duty yesterday, as I do frequently, mm-hmm. and I'm playing with a work friend, and he has a roommate who is his friend, and we were playing, and his roommate said that he's got this other friend that wants to play. So, we get into a group, and we're all playing, and we're talking and this other, this person that I've never met, uh, mentions that she's an actor and she lives in Los Angeles and she's currently shooting a film. I guess guess, suspense horror film, Mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty interesting. And so after, I don't know, maybe an hour of playing together, I, I just kind of had the thought like, I wonder if she knows Jeremy. So (laughs) no way. I asked her, I was like, so this is a crazy question because, I mean, just the the audacity to ask an actor in Los Angeles if they know another actor in Los Angeles, because I imagine (laughs) there are thousands or millions of them, um, is kind of ridiculous. I don't think there's that many. But I'm going to ask anyway. I was like, do you know Jeremy Parr? And she was like, no way. Oh, my gosh. I I think I know who it might be, but finish I think you probably know. And she was like, I, I know him. How do you know him? I cut his hair. And I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to Jeremy's barber. <laughs> and then she was like, how do you know him? And I was like, I've known him longer than you thought he existed. <laughs> I've, known, I've known Jeremy since uh, oh, more than half my life at this point. I met Jeremy when I was 13. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And she was like, I I met him like three years ago. And it is crazy that you ask me this because he's like one of the only other actors that I'm even remotely close to out here. And she was like, we even went to a concert. And she couldn't remember what you guys saw. 
But That's she right. said it would, might be Blink-182, and I was like, that sounds really, really appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really correct, so we're going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, her name, her so... name is Ellen. Yeah, Ellen Woomer. That's so fantastic. Yeah, we were, awesome. She was wow. streaming on Twitch when we were playing, and so all yeah. that happened on her on her stream in front of her viewers. It was yeah, a she's been working on that that Twitch uh, streaming thing quite a bit uh, because she's really into that that kind of stuff. You know, it's funny. Eddie, yeah. uh, when you said I've known him longer than you thought he's been alive, I, as you know, Eddie, uh, since I've been sick, I had been rewatching all the oceans, so I was thinking of Saul. His intro is like one of the coolest <laughs> intros in that movie. He's like, I saw you at the pavilion. <laughs> I saw you before you got up this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, just my great, Carl Reiner. My favorite part about that character is, is he he, j- he doesn't say Danny. He says Daniel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so appropriate. <laughs> yeah. That oh, is man. a crazy coincidence. It I was, love it crazy blew coincidences. Me away. The fact yeah. that. She is connected to these people, the roommate of a coworker of mine, and yet she knows you. And I was, it was, Realized. it's even more interesting because earlier in the conversation, we were talking about Mac Miller, and I specifically quoted his song, Small Worlds. And so yeah. when that happened, mm. I was like, this, I don't believe in divinity, but this is about as close as it gets right here. <laughs> Well, earlier, the replay for This American Life this last week was No Coincidence, No Story Show. I remember that one. That's one of the greatest ones they've ever done. Yep. Man. Fantastic. Yeah, it was a delightful experience. And then we won. Yeah, we that's finally awesome. won at the end of the night a game, which oh, was nice. great. <laughs> it was like 3.30 in the morning. It was the last game of the night. We are like, this is the last game. And I was like, we're going to win. And we won. And then Eminem came out and rapped 3 a.m. in the morning. That was the, well, the really cool part. You missed it. <laughs> I met Ellen in an acting class shortly That's... after I moved here. Like one of the first classes yep. that I took. And um I found out that she cut hair. And before I moved to LA, the same girl cut my hair for like eight years. And I really appreciate consistency, you know, that mm-hmm. that way and you kind of develop a friendship too, where you sure. can talk about life while they're cutting your hair and you can get past the general like so what are you up to today you know like all that kind of stuff so when she said she cut hair and she was an actor i was like oh man will you cut my hair like will you be the one that cuts my hair every time so yeah she she's my barber (laughs) and my friend and uh she's in this little group that i started of actors where we send each other assignments and then we tape our assignments and then post them on this google drive and critique each other's work and stuff and I actually sent her a few scenes from Skate Night that she did because she's in her mid twenties, but she kind of yes. looks like she could play high school. This that is sweet. I just there's no way, man. There's no way. Like, <laughs> how many people in the world know about that? Know about your? I mean, I guess everyone that's listening to this now, all fifteen of them. But <laughs> I was gonna say fifteen, probably about fifteen people. The, and <laughs> I happen to just meet the one one of them. Like that, that is it's pretty the, sweet. It's pretty crazy. That's that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, because the internet. That's such a cool story. I'm gonna I'm gonna email her and uh, be like, hey, you should listen to our newest episode because I told we talked her, about you for I told a her good about five minutes. 
about the pod and I told her that I was going to do all this on the pod and that she should listen. But she was like, I don't think I've ever listened to the pod. And I was like, I don't, it's okay. I don't, I don't hold it against you. <laughs> she likes the uh, NBA. She is a Warriors fan though. Oh, okay. Well, she is. I think yeah. She might like it. <laughs> when I first met her, when I first met her, she was dating a guy that loved the Warriors. And I think that they, I, I, maybe we shouldn't talk about her personal life on the show, but I think that they broke up, but I think she still likes them. Well, I will. There I will are worse teams That's to code like, for guess, that opinion. dude is dead. She offed him and got away with it. That's how <laughs> awesome she is. There you go. Change, change the story. <laughs> All right. Shout out, Ellen. You made an appearance on our show. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> What's this hey, show the about? Played some. <laughs> oh. Hey, nice transition. The Thunder played some games this week, guys. Two against the Houston Rockets, two against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They they split the the mini series one and one, playing each team. Got blow blown out pretty bad by the Rockets, but then came back Got and, blown. and won the next one. <laughs> the first two two the first game games. against the Timberwolves. Yeah, it's true. First game against the Timberwolves. Um, <coughs> I couldn't watch most of that game. I did see the last minute, which was obviously where all the action was in that game, but really competitive, like tight game through all four quarters from what I observed. And then of course the game last night where it seemed like the thunder kind of like hockey teams do like a, a line shift or whatever. It's like, all right, these players out, these players in It's yeah. like the thunder yeah. did that from Friday night to Saturday night. Um, but I called at the beginning of the game. I messaged you guys. I was like, I'm feeling Shea in this game. I think Shea's going to have a really, really nice game for several reasons. I'll talk about yeah. some of those reasons here in a little bit. But yeah, two and two at home against uh, the very, very bad Minnesota Timberwolves that are pretty much a skeleton of which, what they're supposed to be. Oh, and then man. the team in the Houston Rockets that I think has potential to to make some oh, noise. I mean, they really do. Outside of that loss, we're kind of ruined the streak for them because they're they're hot. They're red hot right now. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. they're they're yeah they're better than if Harden had stayed there. I'll say that. Oh Agreed. yeah, without a doubt, absolutely, a hundred percent true. I'm happy for that and, team, honestly. And I'm well, glad yeah, I see, Eddie and I were talking about this. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, I don't have a reason to dislike them anymore because there are a lot of players that I like. I like to see Boogie doing well. I like to see Oladipo doing well. Yeah. I like to see John Wall doing well. But man, oh, and especially we've Christian been high Wood. on Christian Wood, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's out for a couple of weeks. Hopefully, he's going to be okay on his way back. But I was listening to a recent Down to Dunk, and they were talking about the Houston Rockets, and they said it's kind of a team that is composed of players that have something to prove. Like yeah. John Wall has yeah. something to prove. Oh, he's yeah. out for so long. Victor Oladipo has just battled injury after injury the past couple of years, and. You know, he has something to prove. And then obviously Christian Wood, like one of the up and coming, maybe a star, honestly, like one of the up and coming stars in the league. Um, yeah, they're, no, yeah, he's they're a real guy. interesting yeah, team. Yeah, I, I um, think they have potential to, to make some noise in, in the postseason if, if they get there. I like, shouts I like out to everyone. Wood to, go ahead. Uh, shout out to everyone on that team except for uh, PJ Tucker and Dan Willhouse, who I'm sure gave me COVID. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did you guys happen to see Boogie's? Uh, I saw it on Twitter, but I think it was an Instagram live thing where he was walking through the locker room and all of PJ Tucker's shoes. shoes. Yeah, like yeah, 
Um, he had like 200 pairs in the middle of the locker room, and then the hallway leading into the locker room was just stacked with them. Like, you don't need them there. That's so, I would hate that. I would be aggressively. <laughs> yeah, it's it. like, it's like, in bro, person. <laughs> take these to your, your shoe house, which I know you have. You have a whole house for your <laughs> shoes. Take them there and keep them there. Like, he would have to get a U haul to empty his locker room, dude. If he gets traded or have that's some a whole industry. forethought. Like, how many is he taking on the road? Have a little forethought. I'm going to wear these shoes. That's it. Take those and shoes know, and I, wear them and be fine. And how many, you know, he's the polar opposite of Steven Adams, who wore the same pair of shoes for like seven years in Oklahoma City. But uh, <laughs> how many pairs does he give away? You know, like Russ gives away his shoes every single game. He does not wear the same pair of shoes twice. But PJ probably doesn't give any of them. He probably only wears them once and then just puts them in his collection. I just, yeah. <laughs> it seems like they're always talking about that every time the Rockets are on national TV, it's how many the only shoes thing that guy he's has. Known for. I mean, <laughs> he's the shoe guy. <laughs> PJ Tucker is the reason I punched a TV last year. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> oh, I was going to bring it up. I was hoping you did. <laughs> uh, That's right. He, it's a direct result of his defensive shenanigans, is why I, I punched the TV catch a little bit of the boogie that I didn't like. Um, we were playing impeccable defense in that second game and we were getting a lot of charges and then he tried to get two charges when he was in the restricted area and he could not believe that they were blocks and not charges. <laughs> and I'm like, this, this is the rules. You've been playing in the league longer than everyone else is getting all the actual charges. Come on. Dude. <laughs> I am really happy for boogie though. It, yeah. For him being able to come back and put up some big numbers like that. Like, it's good. It's a good sign. And, you know, it's crazy that, we, like, we, there are three players in the NBA right now that are coming off of Achilles injuries that are playing really close to the level they used to play. That yeah. is, that is uh, unheard Science. of. You know, that defies all the odds. So the fact yeah, that these really guys does. are doing it, it's like, that's a good sign for not only that particular inj- injury, but just the recovery ability of NBA players moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I'm very happy for him. Although do you guys yeah. see that he's, um, he's accepting his ring from the Lakers. They're going to give him a ring. Oh, I'm not even, sh- did he ever even play a game for them? I don't think no. he ever even suited up. For no, them. he didn't. He got hurt before the season started. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But he's going to accept the ring. And I'm like, you know, I, mm, that one's questionable. Which- and Would you like, accept the ring? It's one thing if like you're Andrew Bogut and you get traded in the middle of the season, you know, like whenever he got traded to the Cavs and it was like Cavs Warriors, either team wins, I'm going to get a ring. That's what I thing. would. I would accept it, but I would treat it like an honorary doctorate from a university. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good way to look at it, Victor. Yeah, I think yeah. I would do that, too, because if someone wants to give me a ring, I'm not going to say no, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I won't really count that as I won't be season. like, yeah, that season was the that was the one <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have. Uh, I just would have a hard time calling myself an NBA champion, especially I don't know that if, I you're would the, even... if you're the type of if I mean, these are athletes. They're they're proud people, you know, like it's all in the wording. I would say I have a championship ring from the Los Angeles Lakers. I would not call myself an NBA champion. <laughs> some yep. some people have made the argument that uh, you you take the ring simply because it's worth like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's right. 
Like, just do that. <laughs> it's worth something. You can sell it later if you need to. You know, someone will buy it and probably pay way more than that. I guarantee at you, the very any, least, any LA fan would would spend millions on one of those things if they had exactly. the opportunity. At the very least, I wear it while I'm yelling at PJ Tucker to get his shoes out of the damn locker room. <laughs> exactly. You see this? <laughs> this is hard work re- recovering on the bench, PJ. <laughs> Get him. Get him out. <laughs> Did you guys watch the game last night? I was a terrible Thunder fan this week. I, I pretty much watched maybe a total of like two full quarters of basketball. No, two, okay. The Minnesota uh, games I have excuses for. I was in rehearsal in a concert. Yeah, I was but, like, no, you have an excuse. I turned the game off for a period of time. <laughs> oh, no, I did that with Houston. I, I, I tried to watch part of Houston, and I was like, ah, this is, I'm just going to do something else. Yeah. Mostly because I was like, okay, we had this giant lead. I watched the entire lead happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I started the third quarter, and I was like, okay, uh, now that I'm intently watching, why, why is this happening? Why, why is this happening this way? <laughs> and then I, there were there were three times, uh, Jeremy, where I had typed in our group text box, "I'd I'm a head out," and then something good happened. So I was like, I'll just keep doing that every time I feel like pulling the plug. And then yeah. one of the times we ended up actually losing the lead and like down by four. And I was like, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of a bizarre game in that way. I mean, the Thunder set a record for points scored in a half. 83 points exactly. in the first half. Did you think, Eddie, that this team would set a record for most points scored in a half at, like in the I entire mean, Thunder we history? Did, we did we did score like 74 in the preseason in the half in the first That's preseason right. game. Yeah. I mean, I, and here's the reason why it, that it is surprising and especially surprising because of who was available and who wasn't. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I will say that it's not crazy surprising because the Our way that this is different. The, yeah, the yeah. way this team is built is different than the old teams. Like, we're we're gonna score more sh- simply because we shoot threes better and more than yeah any Thunder team before. You know, yeah. Every single player on this Thunder team can shoot and make a three. That's yes. the first time that that is the thing in the history of the franchise. I'm not afraid not- of anyone taking a three. Almost as good as yeah. Houston starting five. I was that man that first Houston game where. <laughs> And it's like John Wall doesn't shoot a ton of threes and Victor Oladipo doesn't, but both of them had like three three pointers in the first quarter, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is What's what are we what are we supposed to do about this? <laughs> yeah, I think I watched a stretch where they made like maybe three threes in the like ninety seconds I was watching, and I was like, okay, yeah, uh, my, my <laughs> attention that game is better spent elsewhere. <laughs> I'm glad that I had already decided that I liked Christian Wood because that would have been a game to make me not like Christian Wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Christian last... Wood to, to tell me what you guys think about this. He, I think he's very similar to Bama Adebayo in terms of like kind of surprising in how good he is. And like, you, you know, he's good. You hear he's good. But then when you watch him, you're like, Oh, he he's actually really good. Like, well, really, yeah, really good. it's 
it becomes clear when you watch your team try to defend him that it's not an easy job. And he knows how to, how to get his pretty well. Like he knows his game well. And I think that's a, that's where the similarity similarity is. And their games are pretty similar. I say that Bam probably handles the ball a bit more than Christian Wood does. I think Bam probably shoots more threes too. I, I don't know if Christian yeah. Wood is a three point shooter. He probably can, but I mean, I don't, I don't think you can be in the NBA if you can't shoot a three anymore. But. Yeah. I mean, yeah, these days, yeah, it's not happening. You know, then last night, you know, they, they run up the score 83 points. I, I don't know how much they were ahead by at the half, but I think 23. it was more than 20. Yeah. 23. And then they come out at halftime and they just have that abysmal offensive quarter. I think they only mm-hmm. scored like 16 points, something stupid but like that. But who's that center? Who was the center from Minnesota that for no reason apparently is absolutely un- yeah. unstoppable? Le- Nas Reed, undrafted yeah, Nas, Nas Reed. Reed. Cool I name, by the way. I think that he used to play in Oklahoma City. Was it I, the did, name I think he was too with much the for that not to be true? Yeah, I think I, it that's doesn't, true. It doesn't look like it doesn't so, show that on his page on Basketball Reference. I might be thinking of a different read. I know that there was a read mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City that played for the Blue. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I think it was. Uh, was his name Ryan Reed? Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Or is that the shoe bomber? <laughs> no, it's right. It was Ryan Reed. He played okay. for us in 2012. He played five yeah. five games. I was going to make sure the shoe bomber's name is not also Ryan Reed. Let me just... half an assist, uh, and half a rebound. Actually, no assist, yeah. half a rebound. I think he was a garbage time special. Shoe and we did actually see Richard him Reed. play. Oh, Richard Reed. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and he did actually, he played quite a bit of garbage time, I remember, too, because the Thunder blew so many teams out in the regular season that year because that was one of the years that they were championship contenders. Well, he only played five games in 17 minutes. But, hey, he was four of five from the field. I mean, hey, career 80% field goal shooter. shooter. That's pretty good. (laughs) By the way, article says, struggling wolves hope Nas Reed and the pups have it at F strength. (laughs) <laughs> and the pups. Um, that writer, that writer, uh, that writer, that writer either loves their job or hates their job. <laughs> I was, By the way, I, I'm looking I read at. A, uh, I think who was it? The a Daily Thunder article. Some, something about the game last night. And you mentioned this earlier about how the lineups changed drastically. And it's crazy to me that this team is so young, and yet you can go from a team that's like. You play you play a game where you're running everything through a post player like Al Horford, and you you're basically trying to do things in the paint with a front court because you're missing two or three of your best guards. To flipping the entire script and not having Al Horford, not having Roby, and then suddenly having all three of your guards back and playing a totally different style of basketball. And the fact that we're we're just so young, that, and we can do that. That is, man, un, mm-hmm. I can't even put into words how exciting that is. Yeah. Yeah. They're fun to watch when they're on. I mean, that was the best basketball of the year by far, that first half last night against the Timberwolves. Um, I mean, obviously, 83 points. You can't score 83 points and a half and, and it be dull. Like, there's a lot of great stuff happening. A lot of really yeah. good defense. Um 
a lot of like creative scoring um, and everyone was hitting their shots, obviously. Hey, how about Mike Muscala? 19 points in the first half. That's was, crazy. I didn't even know. I was thinking I he was going to drop a 40 spot, you know, but he struggled greatly in the second half, too. What is Just his like career high? Players. I'm going to look that up right now. I bet he's, I'm I bet guess. he's Can we never guess? scored Wait. 30. Yeah, look it up. Jeremy, what's your guess? I'm going to say he has not scored 30. I'm going to say he uh, 27. 27. I was going to say 29, actually. <laughs> okay. Looking, um, looking, looking. He was playing... He was playing very uh, motivated, I would say, in that first yeah. half. I mean, he was he was more aggressive around the rim than he normally is. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's not shy to get in there and get his hands dirty and, you know, bump and grind, if you will. But, like, he, he was he was going up very aggressively, like more so than I think we've seen him yet in a Thunder uniform. And, I mean, no hesitation at all shooting from three. He was just playing with a ton of confidence, and I loved it. It was great. Career yeah. high was twenty four points, yeah, four at okay. Minnesota back in twenty eighteen. However, oh wow, see, w- because we didn't pod this last weekend. We- there's mm-hmm. also some games from the previous week that we need to talk about, and I know that one of those games neither of you guys really watched, but I watched, which was that Portland game, which yeah. is Mike Muscala's career game. In fact, I'm looking at these career numbers. And that Portland game is listed on here three different times. One for three-point attempts, three-pointers made, and field goals made. And I think he had 22 points in that game, so he didn't get this career high. But that game was crazy. I mean, he made six threes. That's <laughs> yeah. not many players in Thunder history have made six threes. It's true. <laughs> it's a very short list. You know? Yeah. Do you guys? I believe it. I like knowing that Schroeder sending him texts whenever he's having these games. Oh, dance, for sure. Like, have at it, bro. I miss that friendship. So many good, warm, fuzzy feelings around Thunder in the last couple of years. Um, can we talk about Roby for a little bit? Oh, man. Yeah, let's do it. He All right. Is- I, uh, I, if I ever meet this dude in person, I will apologize for how I really made my mind up at the beginning of the season that I did not like him. I was like, this dude is a waste of space. He's he's garb. I I I didn't. I just didn't like him. I didn't like the way he moved. <laughs> I thought he didn't know. I didn't think his IQ was very high. Um, but you know, it's the beginning of the season. <laughs> so he, I my question for you guys is: if you do compare to another player, what his ceiling and what his floor is, is what I was going to ask both you guys. That's an interesting interesting question. Yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I, I, I'm the way that he plays. I mean, I can't even think of a comparison. I was going to say ceiling, Lamarcus Aldridge, like, but ceiling, like ceiling. <laughs> I mean, it. I don't know. I don't see him being. He's not. He's not a jump shooter like that. I, I, rather, rather, let me put it this way. He's not. I mean, I, no one is going to be what LaMarcus Aldridge is in terms yeah. of a fadeaway jump shot. That guy is he, he that shot of his is getting to the point where it's almost as legendary as Dirk's. He has yeah. owned the left side of the floor for like the entire decade, the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. If you look at the charts <laughs> of who made the most field goals in that spot, he's been there at the top every freaking season. But I remember a lot of those. <laughs> he has demolished us so many times yes yes definitely i don't know because he 
one, like he, I watched, I was just watching the highlights because I didn't get to watch those games. And you see one highlight where he, he catches the ball, you know, they, they give him the ball at the top of the key and he drives and he, he can drive through traffic and dunk. But then mm-hmm. you can see him get in the post. He can drop step, make an, uh, like an, he can go around the rim and lay up baby on the hook other reverse. Side. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was another play where he was on the wing and he, he drove left, but then he took a step back three and he made it. It's like, mm-hmm. he's got, I, I don't even know. He's it's, it's like he's Luka Doncic, but with a post game, I don't even know. <laughs> like, obviously yeah. I don't think that he's ever going to achieve that sort of thing. And Hey, if I'm wrong, I will, I will grovel at your feet, Isaiah, but, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It, it's weird. He's um, yeah, because that birthday I don't game say was that his career night. Was that birthday game his career night? I think the that first start that he had wasn't it the that was like the nineteen point game. Yeah, I don't remember. What do you think about like his birthday? February third. What game? Which game was that? February third. He, let's see. He had. Go ahead, Jeremy. Well, I mean, we were talking about comparisons uh, with other players. Remember when Ennis Cantor, those first couple years with the Thunder after he got out of Utah, he he was money around the rim. Like his footwork, like no one could defend it, and he could just lay it up with ease. Just you know, juking his uh, um one on one defender out of the shorts. I kind of feel like Isaiah Roby has that. It's just not developed to its full potential yet. And I mean, Ennis Kanter's a good, or he was, you know, in his prime. He's a good shooter too. And I'm seeing that from Roby. But I think Roby is more, well, I don't think I know, he's more athletic than Ennis Kanter ever was. So he that can, might be a good comparison. He's also a way better defender, like leagues better yeah. than Kanter. Yeah. Like yeah. there was a play that I watched in the in the highlight from yesterday's game where he stayed with his guy the entire way. He was in front of him the whole way, and he, he forced uh, like a weird turnaround hook shot that he completely ate. I mean, he took the ball before it left the guy's hand. He they, they ended up scoring on that play because he couldn't he couldn't hold on to the ball after he blocked it. But I watched that, and it like even watching the highlight, I gasped because it was it was an amazing play. I mean. I I truly think he could be he could be our third best player. Like I it, it's hard given what we've seen so far this season to not think that he's just going to continue to get better and better from here on out. I mean his his he has progressed more than anyone else this season in my opinion on the team. Yeah, I mean he's he's, he's gotten noticeably better. That's for sure. His yeah. numbers are great. I mean, in in 18 games played, he's uh, averaging, you know, nearly 54% from the field, only 31% from three, but he's only averaging 1.6 attempts. Like I, I would imagine if he attempted, you know, four or five threes a game, that would, that would go up to the mid, maybe high thirties free throw percentage, you know, 72%, you know, that, that could I'll take potentially it. go higher. I'll too. take that over. I yeah. mean, yeah. Steven was a 50% free throw shooter. I'll take exactly. the 72. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nine points a game. I mean, nine points a game in how many minutes? Twenty minutes. That's yeah, just give it, twenty. Give it to me. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah. Let me see his he, per one hundred possessions. 
He really has. He's a net. Po- I mean, he's a he has a, a net rating of five, which is yeah, like no a, I, having a positive net rating is like above average on a losing team. Also, yeah, you know, on, like a losing team. on a losing team. <laughs> yeah, I think his face is a little weird, but other than that. <laughs> I was gonna he's say, he's, he's got probably, a little baby face. He's, he's cute. He is, needs to grow. He, he, okay, okay. It's because his, his head is big. His like, face is small. Yeah. It, it yeah. It looks like they just <laughs> you drew you cropped his face and shrunk it by five percent. Oh, to be <laughs> fair, the last name. If you were to say, what do you think will be weird about somebody with the last name Roby? It definitely would be his face to me. <laughs> <laughs> Like hey, if sh- his name was just our- if he was a cartoon cartoon character whose name was just Roby, that's what the face would look like anyway. So, uh, <laughs> shout, sh- shout out our oh can we oh I just I just came up with it. We have to call him Froby. We have Froby. We have to like Froby because he. I was just about to say shout out our Fro guys on the team because he and. Uh, Justin, Justin Jackson. They yeah. both had really great plays that I saw in that highlight reel. And I think they're the only two on the team with the fro. I mean, you know, all all due respect to the Mamba, but I think Isaiah can be Froby, at least baby, if his baby name, Froby. If he if he changes <laughs> his number to eight, then I'll consider it. <laughs> what but number he also is he? To play like is he number twenty two? Number eleven? Isn't he he's the number that can't twenty two? Okay, yeah. So he's Double twice deuce. as good as Cantor. I mean, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Anna Scanter yeah. too. He's having a great season, by the way. Yeah, He's, I oh. haven't gotten the chance to watch the, the Trailblazers. I couldn't even watch that game because we were traveling. It was I feel like most former the most fun game ever. A good season. Yeah, I think you're right. Even rest of season is starting to turn around now that his leg works. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I mean <laughs> that I didn't. I mean, I obviously didn't get to watch the game, but I saw it on Twitter and I watched that highlight about a billion times. Of that, oh yeah, Washington coming back, man! I that made me so happy. I no one in the world deserved that experience more than Brad Beal and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, they've. I I know we and we were talking about this before the pod started, and even before you got on, Victor. um, We were looking at the All Star returns, and both Brad Beal leads the guards in the East. Russ is Mm -hmm. ninth out of the so showed. Other yeah, Shay's ninth as well, but yeah. we were talking like you know it would be kind of a problem for a team as bad as Washington to have two <laughs> All Stars, but at the same time that that is that is emblematic of what is wrong with that team. They have two amazing players and a whole bunch of nothing, like a popcorn yeah. out there. Bertans is great; he's a great shooter, but Rui needs two he, more. He years. can't do anything by himself. Like he's yeah. He has to be fed. More years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, Rui will be. Yeah. But they they just don't have anything else to. I mean, when you when you have to have Brad Beal score twenty five points and and set a new record to start a season when streak with twenty five points just to win three games, your your team is a problem. There's a problem with your team. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm really happy like that. they got to do they got that win. That cr- that was a crazy, crazy win, and I'm so glad that Russ got the game winner. Mm, it was delightful. The Russ game winners are tasty. Every single one of them. 
that was probably his first game winner since since the MVP season, I think. I don't remember of another one. I don't another remember one. one last year, no. And all the ones that, I mean, the, the, the two years after that were, were taken by PG. He had a lot for us. Yeah. But yeah. I'm still aghast at the discrepancy in games played in the league <laughs> because of all the post. But Memphis has played 18 <laughs> yeah. games. Detroit has 18 losses, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, and they have like five wins too right yeah they're five and 18 five and 18 that is that's crazy that's that's very crazy you know we're going to talk about like specific players uh on the all-star team soon but i didn't put this on the list but i want want to get your thoughts on it so yeah the nba did announce that there will be an all-star game this year Uh. which at this point, I have, I have different. At this point, you're right. I have many different feelings about this. One of the feelings is like, how is this going to work logistically? Because I thought you guys were going to work in all those games that you have to make up, which is getting higher and higher and higher. You know, these teams, the Wizards are going to have to play like you know eight games or whatever <laughs> over the All Star break. I mean, how is this going to work? How's it going to function? Yeah. Well. I don't think that they even really quite know that yet. <laughs> I, 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 I really believe it's going to get axed or something. Something, something's going to, something It's pretty clear that basically none of the players want to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they want a break, you know? Yeah. I'm I mean, sure. I know that you got yeah. the biggest voice in the league, LeBron talking about it, and he has a right to do that. He had, a 70 day off season and like he wants a break. He wants to like not play basketball for a little bit. He's an old man. He wants to drink his wine, you know? Um, (laughs) But at the same time, it's the all-star game. Like the all-star game is it's, it is just, it's an integral part of the NBA. In my opinion, like I don't, I I have never been alive to see an NBA season that did not have an all-star game. So I don't know. I obviously as a fan, I would love to watch them play because I love watching all-star games. But at the same time, looking at it from a a public health perspective, it's a really, really dumb and bad decision. Bad look by the NBA to try to force it through. Especially if they're going to do that stuff like they did with Kevin Durant and exactly. Well, and I think that that that's and, that's the crux of it, though, right? Like, it's clear that the, the the protocol and the planning is just not where it needs to be to pull this off in a way that one, the players feel like it makes sense, and two, is going to keep everybody safe because now we're running to the problem of that everyone has with just regular government and the way that things are run, where it's like, what are the rules? <laughs> because (laughs) I don't know that anyone knows them well enough to make correct decisions right now. Yeah. And as we see, a lot of the NBA players are starting to be vocal about how some of the rules are silly, you know, and don't really fit in with the problem, the problems of COVID like the, like one of the, for example, like during the game, you know, like you're, you're, getting in someone's face, you're defending them, you're breathing all over each other, you know, you drive yeah, to the rim and like... Everyone's holding their <laughs> breath when they're close. That's right. 
notice that. <laughs> is that is that one of the protocols the NBA put in place? Hold your breath as much as possible. Here's an, here's my idea, guys. <laughs> Everyone wears scuba gear. <laughs> the NBA, but everyone has an oxygen tank on their back. Can you imagine? Oh no! <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a life-changing experience. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> does it make any sense that that kind of stuff happens during the game, but then after the game, you can't even like talk to your friend on the other team? Like, you can't even stand next to him wearing a mask and talk to him. You have to immediately go to the locker room. Like that doesn't. To me, that doesn't make much sense. That that isn't in line with the other protocols and safety precautions they put into place. I think that here's at least, I mean, I want I just want to know what the conversations are. I know that a lot of teams are I mean clearly having the same type of schedule situation where it's like, hey, knock out all your games against this team. It makes sense for me for the games within that stretch to be a little bit lax on that part of the game, especially at the end. And then maybe for the last game, hey, it's done. Get out of there. Get away from them. When <laughs> then we'll get to. It's easier for us to do the contract tracing or whatever, contact tracing or whatever. I just yeah. Don't. I mean, I if, if we, I don't know if the best we, way either. But so okay, the, the problem is that the best way would result in there not being an NBA season. Exactly. The best way is that no, we don't play basketball. We don't have indoor sports really probably don't have outdoor sports either but clearly the nba is not going to do that because their business and every other business is uh you know because we're in america the money is far more important than people's lives so Mm -hmm. they gotta they gotta do the product uh and so they're gonna do that and so they're now in this in this spot where they're trying to mitigate the problem as much as possible while also actively contributing to it. So it's just a weird, it's a weird situation and it is, I think unfair to the players it, because like you said, you know, you can be breathing on a guy, you can be grabbing him for trying trying to get box him out for a rebound one minute and literally two minutes later, like you, you aren't allowed to stand next to him, you know? Yeah. I, yep. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the solution. Uh, other than to not have the NBA, but you know, I want the NBA. I like watching. Well, it. I can tell you who up for. I want to watch NBA basketball in this great country. And if you don't like the way that we do things in this great country, then you can get out. Get out. Except G E I T. Get out. Get. All right. We have just alienated at least a dozen of our listeners. That's why (laughs) I love the football. The NFL does exactly what I want them to do. That's right. I just can't wait to have my family over today (laughs) to watch watch the most historical Super Bowl of all time. (laughs) Jesus Christ is going to sing the national anthem. (laughs) Uh. <laughs> Real quick, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most, how much do you care about the Super Bowl? I actually kind of care. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna, I'll say like a six and a half. Um, he, if here's why. Okay, yeah. happens right. on my phone. I'm gonna be distracted <laughs> for sure. I mean, <laughs> the only reason I care is because Tom Brady, and because I love seeing history made in sports. 
and it's see, a great, I, it's a great thing. That's yeah. part of it for me yeah. is because I legitimately like Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, of I'm course, like, oh cool, I have conflict in this, so I'll watch it. If I mean, if I had to pick a team in the in the NFL to to care about these days, it would be the Chiefs. Yeah. Like my sister, my sister Easily. used to live in Kansas City. They're huge Chiefs fans, and when they won last year, like it was a big deal. Like they're, it's like the closest. Well, not to me because I live in Dallas, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Cowboys are what they are. America, it's team. like you know, if, yeah, it's the closest team to my home in Oklahoma. So <laughs> I like them, and I'm glad that like they're they're doing well. And Patrick Mahomes is obviously going to be. I mean. There is a chance he will retire as the greatest of all time, but right now we're looking at the greatest of all time, uh, and it's not even close. And the fact that Tom Brady can go out there and win a seventh Super Bowl when literally no one else in the history of the NFL has even been to more than six, let alone <laughs> won them, is you can't it's so compelling like i don't know how yeah. you can't be interested in that i mean unless you just really don't like tom brady which to be fair a whole lot of people don't and it, for yeah. not awful reasons some of them <laughs> but but uh i mean he's goat like this there's no come on who doesn't want to watch the future meet the past it's great it's grand yeah yeah so yeah i i am interested and i'm probably going to watch it at least uh, it will be on my TV, whether I'm paying attention or not. But yeah, what were yeah. we? What was basketball talking about before this? Or were we? I forget where. before oh, we went. I was talking about just the protocols and how. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to football based on the demographic of which I was speaking in. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So the all-star game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's my suggestion. And the, a thing that I think I've seen some other people talk about, which is continue with the voting plan. Like everything is going to happen and then just don't have the game. So all the players still get selected. They're still, still going to be on their, you know, on their stat sheet, uh, the resume on their, on their basketball reference page. What was it? What'd you say? Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Like, you know, so that you get the recognition, you get the, the rec- not only from the fans, but from the league, from the other Brad coaches. <laughs> Finally, Brad Bill gets it. <laughs> and he doesn't get to play. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, that would be sad. I mean, he's going to be a starter. So if he doesn't get to play it, it that is kind of a bummer, but you know, he's made like, an all-star team before, hasn't he? No, he, he made one. I don't think he's ever been an all-star. Let me, Let me look. look that up. Uh, I two time all star. Oh yeah, he's a two time all star. Okay, never mind. Yeah, he's got snubbed the he, last two years. That's all. That's why. That's right. That's right. I do remember he was a snub uh, at least one year, maybe more. His he has a nickname as uh, Doctor Dre. That's interesting. <laughs> also, Blue, Blue Magic. Magic. <laughs> Blue Magic. <laughs> Great. Thank you, basketball reference. <laughs> and the pedestrian real deal, you, Brad Beal. Yeah, I was going to say the pedestrian real deal, Brad Beal. <laughs> Big, Panda Big Panda might be the best one. <laughs> <laughs> Big Panda. All right. If uh, they have the game, obviously tangent. I'll watch it. But yeah, I'm kind of with you, Eddie. I I think that 
they should name the players, you know, give them the recognition they deserve for their good seasons and then give them a break. Don't make them play the game. You know, well, here, here's the, here's the thing. If they make them play the game and the players don't want to play the game, do you think it's going to be an entertaining game? No, probably no. not. No. If LeBron is out there, like he said, and he's going to, I'll be there physically, but not mentally. <laughs> it's not going to be an enjoyable experience. It's going to be a, a lackluster product and, it would be better for it to just not exist than to put or, that out there. Or because of how much the players don't care, we see some of the greatest plays of all time. Because for sure, like, like, why don't we make Steph jump off of somebody's back and like, you know, like they're gonna start playing like what's that game you play in a pool where someone stands on someone sits on your shoulders? Yeah, chicken. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. all the Ch- guards get on the forward shoulders. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> they just make people shoot from other people's shoulders. Okay, now I want it. I want the game. Now. <laughs> uh, it, oh, I mean, they're going to do the game. Three-point shooting fest like you've never seen before. Yeah, there, there would be minimal defense. Especially the because they're not doing like the, like they've already decided it's not going to be the, the format like it was last year, which, yeah. well, wait, did, we had the All Star, yeah, because the All Star game happened before the pandemic yes. started, and yeah, last year's yeah. All Star game was, I think, if we remember, the like the best one ever because it's, of yeah. the format and with the fourth quarter yeah. the way they did it. But they're not doing that this year. They're and they're going back to East versus West, so it's just going to be old school. No one cares, it, it, even regularly. No one would really care to play. Yeah. Um, but I hate to interrupt. I just couldn't let the pod end without. We had talked about Nas Reed earlier, and I wanted to mention this, but his nickname on Basketball Reference is in parentheticals, just Big Jelly. <laughs> I, I didn't Big hear jelly. what you said. Yeah, I whispered. Just what? What was it? Big Jelly. It's in parentheticals, so I whispered. Big Jelly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, what a nickname. That that name does not make me think of a basketball that. player. It no. makes me think of many other jazz things. Musician. But you think of like a yeah, jazz musician. well, yeah, Jelly, Jelly Roll Morton. <laughs> yep. Or yeah, makes, uh, like a early '90s, somewhat failed uh, rapper. Big Jelly. Big yeah. Jelly spread it around like the. Like <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we're talking about all-star stuff and uh chris fisher said during the game last night the uh returns came the first returns came back on the voting and shay is in the top 10 of the guards in the western conference which is pretty cool i mean he's with some really good company and he's with you know one player that hasn't played a single game all year and won't play a game all year but um from your perspective and perhaps try to look at this from an nba fan's perspective not a thunder fan fan's perspective does Shea deserve to be an all-star? And then beyond that, do you think Shea will get in? I don't know that he's... No, I don't know enough people outside of Thunder fans have seen his footage to decide that. And I think that yeah, usually zero is national it comes TV down games. to. Yeah. Um, but if you were to be able to force footage into a bunch of fans' faces and then just show the highlights from this season and include his highlights in there... I think it's easy for him to get still like top seven. I don't know. It gets real tough whenever you start because I'm trying to look at those returns again. Let's. Uh, I'll, I'll... Okay. So Shea has been 
better than at least two people that are ahead of him on this list this season. Yeah. Shea has been better than Devin Booker. There's no question about that. Yeah. And he has yeah. been better than John ja Morant. And part, part of that is because Ja's been dealing with some injuries. I think he's and, only played like six or seven games, right? John ja Morant? Something like that. And I would argue that Shea has been better than Chris Paul. Uh, however, mm-hmm. recently, Chris has really stepped up. In fact, yeah. I think I think last couple of weeks may be the best stretch of basketball he's had in years. I think it's better and, than anything he had with the Thunder in terms of for me, numbers production. much like the uh, what's it called the um, MVP debate. It's for me. It's who do I want to watch play an NBA All Star game? Right. So that that puts him above CJ McCollum for me. Of course. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. The, CJ and Devin Booker and uh, Donovan Mitchell, like these guys all kind of play the same way to me, which it's good. They can, they can all do exciting things. Obviously. I mean, clearly those are, those are big names, but no one really plays like Shay. And we've talked about that at length. Yeah. He is, he's, he, he's a different kind of player and it's a, that's why I think that he, it's compelling for him. The, the, mm-hmm. the problem that I see is that Shay's impact and the way he plays is absolutely not represented by his numbers. Correct. He does not have eye-popping numbers. I mean, the dude has never even scored over like 32 points a game in, in a game. Like, I think maybe 33 is his career high. Yeah, he had 33 last night. That may have been his career high. I, I literally don't, I don't think that he's ever had anything more than that. I remember 30, he scored 32 last year. And up to, up to the, earlier in this season, that was still his career high. But he's averaging like what, 22, 23 points. He's got yeah, a, a got good amount of assists, right a, a good Tw- amount of boards. Mm-hmm. But again, that doesn't that does not show his impact at all. He, in a lot of ways, is kind of the opposite of of Russ in that respect, where he doesn't have he just doesn't the numbers don't show his value to hit the team. So it's hard it's hard for people, especially. Like you said, there's no national TV games. No one's going to get to see him. So it, for some people, it may look like he's on there and he shouldn't be. But I mean, yeah. Clay Thompson is number 10. So <laughs> what are we talking about here? Uh, Clay's the only thing Clay's played is 2K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He maybe yeah. drank some chocolate milk. What do you think, Jerry? Because now I have some thoughts about some recent Clay news. <laughs> I think that... I mean, I'm looking at Shea's numbers right now, and Eddie just went over them. And these are numbers from a player that's on a team like Oklahoma City that's kind of a middle-of-the-pack type team. I mean, I know they're towards the bottom of the Western Conference, but there's there's a lot of like mediocrity there <laughs> as far as teams' records go, mm-hmm. you know? Um, plus, you know, I mean, the Thunder have dealt with some pretty significant... Uh, injuries in some cases, but also just, you know, players not being able to play for stretches of time, like when Al Horford and his wife had their baby. Um, But looking at these numbers and thinking about Shea's impact on the team, I'd say he's a bubble player, honestly, because you're not going to put him in over Donovan Mitchell or Steph Curry. That's just not going to happen. But, you know, some of those other players that maybe have a bigger name than Shea, um, I, I don't know. The numbers may 
may help Shay a little bit in that respect. But I, I'm saying that, and I do agree with you too, Eddie. Like, I feel like his impact is much bigger than his numbers. I really do. Look at the yeah. team that is directly below us in the in the standings, and look at their franchise player. And is I it would, Dallas? I would, yeah, and I would argue that Shea has been better than Luca this season. I mean, obviously last night Luca balled out, but um, up to this point, he is—he's been very disappointing. I mean, the whole team's been disappointing, but you know, we're supposed to be down here. Dallas is not, so yeah. I think that that shows that there's a yeah. there's a gap in uh, <laughs> performance versus expectation, which is a problem. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um my my thought is that he probably will not get in unless there is an injury or and I'd like to tie this into the game last night. I mean, I mentioned how aggressive and confident Mike Mascala was on the offensive end in there in that first half, but Shea also was. I mean, Shea started the game with a smile on his face and I think he knows that he's in the top 10 guards in the West. I think he knows he's got a pretty good shot. And I, I honestly, I think he he's the kind of player that feels like he has something to prove that feels yeah. like he is a superstar capable player and, and wants to prove that. And a really nice step would be to make the all-star team. I, I think he understands that. And in that respect, I almost think it's, you know, one of his goals to do it. So, you know, we're we're coming up on a week where the voting is going to be going to be pretty prevalent, I think, you know, and they're playing two games against the Los Angeles Lakers. I th- I think if in in if he's pretty consistent in the games against these quality teams this week, the Lakers twice and then of course the Denver Nuggets after that. If he's consistent and maybe he he balls out in a game and and gets a triple double or sniffs one, I I I think he could get some recognition that could propel him to make the team. And that would be great. So a lot of it depends on how he plays this upcoming week, I think. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, the LA market is where you want to be seen. Yeah. I think they have the most, I mean, there's a reason that Curry has almost a million more votes than Luca, the second place person, you know? I mean, not that, not that he's in LA, but California as a whole, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning though that he's he's not going to get in. There I think is I am a, too. a reality though, or a possibility that if the NBA forces the All Star game to continue, we may see players pull out of the game. And if that's the case, and the NBA decides that they're still going to play the game, then you know they may just have to go down the list and Shea may end up getting put in there anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. It seems like Um, there's always an injury too. There's always a player that makes the all-star team that can't play. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about John Moran, him him being out a whole bunch. So is McCollum in the top 10? He's eight. He's got Dame and McCollum are both in the top 10. Yeah. That's silly. I think I agree. (laughs) Especially People. because it's fans. McCall, I mean, McCollum that's the is an all star caliber player, I think. Those are the he Seattle people. Overshadowed by Dame a lot, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seattle's I, making that happen. CJ is good. CJ, I've talked about this before, but CJ previously, 
like before last year, CJ and Brad Beal were very similar to me, but I think Brad has completely eclipsed him at lapped this point. Him. Yeah. Yeah. He's lapped him. <laughs> Man, I'm looking at some live scores. Washington is just getting smashed by Charlotte. Right uh, One sixteen ninety three. Well, that's the thing Man. is Lamelo is having, and he's going to start coming up in that conference too. That's true. I wonder um, why isn't he? Why does he wasn't starting he on the, that's crazy. He is he is one of the ten best guards in the West, in the East. <laughs> yeah. like I, I he's better than Derrick Rose. At least you guys see that the the rumors of him going to New York to the Knicks. Yeah, he's going back. Mm. Saying they're going to trade him for uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Oh what? Okay, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, it's crazy because Dennis Smith was supposed to be the next franchise guy for Dallas. And yeah. then they gave up on him when they got Luca or b- that before because they wanted KP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now New York's given up on him too. Oof. That dude I think I did talk see about jumping he, out of the gym. I think he requested to Am I thinking of the right guy but I I seem to remember reading an article recently where a guy like requested to go play with the with the G League. And it's like not, he he was not a player that would need to be playing with the G League or that would be playing with the G League, and I think that's good. Like if you if you know that you're on the out and out and you're trying to recuperate your image or whatever with the NBA, like showing that you're willing to to do that is a good thing. So yeah, I don't know. I I remember a few instances where some older players have done that to to rehab after an injury or whatever. Yeah. Wonder, hey, by the way, Poku. Is in the G League now, which is I yeah. I suggested that several episodes back. Yep. Like he needs to go to the G League and hopefully just dominate. So hopefully that will be good for for his career for his development. But I'm glad that he played with so many games with the Thunder because I think those games were really valuable for him. I think the only reason he wasn't with the G League earlier is because they weren't playing. I mean they they're doing a bubble, so he'll be yeah. back with yeah. the team as soon as that's over, which is great because that means like the other the two way players are going to be back as well. Moses I wonder if them, they'll yeah. be held out at like the end of the season because I know there's a like there's a rule you're only allowed to spend fifty percent of your time with the main team. So yeah. however many games they spend in the G League bubble, I'm not sure, but <laughs> someone's gonna yeah, have I'm, to. Ask. I'm very I'm very glad that Poku is gonna is getting some run there. Yeah, that'll be nice. Now if he goes down there and he just kind of blends in with the other players, you know, I I think maybe that's cause for concern. I, I yeah. feel like a player. It's 17 pick, you know, I, I feel like they he probably need go to dominate. dominate the G league. Yeah. He, yeah, it's true. Just like, I mean, he's, Josh he's Eustis go dominated well. the G league. Remember when Josh Eustis went down there and he didn't, he, he was averaging like, like once. Yeah. I mean, he was <laughs> getting triple doubles and like he dominated that league. So I mean, I would yeah. hope that Pokashevsky could do the same, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. I just he's hope he, have he, to. Conti- he, he has made so many strides forward over the last several weeks. All of the young guys have. I've been so happy. <laughs> Teo and Poku especially have been. I mean, Teo has like, he has found himself mm-hmm. in the last month, uh, last two weeks, really. He and Baisley and, have the award for making me feel the most upset when I can see that they're upset with themselves. <laughs> I get I sad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whenever they're upset with themselves. Yeah, I, I definitely... Basley is is he's like the baby of the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want him to just 
be happy always. Did he get his dunk blocked by the rim last night? Who was it? Somebody was about to go off and then their dunk got blocked. I don't know. I did, I, I, he did have a dunk. I saw him. I saw a dunk of his in the highlight. He also, he also had a nice mid-range shot that I saw. Yeah. Hami had a really nice uh, elbow jumper. Hami had a really nice night. a lot of things in this last week and a yeah. half. Yeah, ten Han- assists. I'm telling like, yeah, Hami found it in New York. And yeah, he, and he's he still has it. He found his role. He found how he can really affect a game, and he's doing he, it. His it's handle really is so much crazy. better. He's got a good escape for. They don't bite on the pump fake. He drives on the baseline, and there's no room, and he escapes that much better than he used to. To yeah. reset and find something else instead of getting a turnover or forcing a reverse layup, that's not going to happen. Yeah, he he did have a crazy reverse layup though last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he that's drove true. the lane and he did, did kind of a quasi euro and kind of like f- football carry the ball and then reverse it on the opposite side with the opposite hand. It was crazy. Mm, it was a Shea I, move. Yeah, I, I was like, that. that looks like yeah. Shea. Yeah, and he, he's got the cotton shot, man. Yeah. Oof. He made a three last night too. Just just drained it. Um, and I I don't think he's the kind of player that can hit like five or six threes in a game. Mm-hmm, but he can he can make them every now and then. You know, like he he's found it. I mean, he he's improved too this year too, which is really pretty fantastic. How many years will will Hami play in Oklahoma City? We'll, we'll, see. we'll find out. I'm gonna look at his numbers right now. I'm not sure what they are. I want to see I think if I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess that he's averaging about twelve, thirteen. I think he's a double figures. Yep, you're right, Victor. Averaging twelve point two points. What do you Damn. guys think his three point percentage is? Twenty nine, thirty one. Wow, Victor, twenty eight point six percent. All right. Wow, <laughs> that's great. Not not a great free throw shooter either at sixty five percent. But yikes! I mean, he did make these like, numbers are on the way up. I think. I think he made like eleven in a row though. His free yeah. throws recently. So Maybe. his his percentage may actually be way lower than that. He just cut off a hot streak. <laughs> yeah, he's only averaging seven point four two point attempts a game, which but, I feel like. How many free throw that, attempts is no. he averaging a game? Because that's a uh, sure. Just over four, four point one. Yeah, I could take that. Yeah, he's second I'd like for on it the to team. Be like, yeah, I'd like for it to be like six. He, he's a, he's second next to Shea. Shea's averaging six, which I remember. I remember talking earlier in the season that that was one of the things I wanted to see more from Shea, and I I think he's doing more of it. I think he, he was like four last year, so six is a good mm-hmm. improvement. Yeah. Yeah, the top four free throw attempts per game on our team: Shea, Hami, Bays, and Dort. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I'd like to see Roby get up there ahead of Moses Brown because he doesn't need to be in that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at least at least he's getting there. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I I don't know what to think of him. I haven't seen enough of him. He needs longer shorts. That's all I know. <laughs> just don't have them. I like <laughs> the just short shorts. I do. I like when players choose to wear their shorts a little bit shorter. It's different, you know, and it's kind of a throwback to the way the NBA used to be with the shorty shorts. I kind of dig it. Hey, man, the 80s are over. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Who in the NBA is averaging the most free throws? Fellas. Say that again. Who's averaging the most free throws in the NBA right now? In the NBA? Yeah. 
not James Harden. No, you um, will not be surprised. And then you'll, if you don't get it, like, oh, come on. Um, is it Steph? Probably Giannis. Giannis is three. Okay. Uh, not LeBron. Um, LeBron seven. Dame. Dame is not a seven. Uh, also, I wanted to point out LeBron is 17. Shea is 14. BT dubs. Wow. That's surprising. <laughs> that is kind of surprising. That's crazy. He's four, he's ahead of LeBron and he's only averaging six attempts a game. Yep. Maybe LeBron is just doesn't shoot as well, which is why he's lower in makes. No, these are attempts. Oh, is it Luca? That is crazy. <laughs> uh, Luca's five under Brad Beal. Okay. So we've got three, Anthony four, five. Davis. Anthony Davis is 18th. He's below LeBron. <laughs> oh, dang. Man. Man. Whole, the, I mean, I know that I'm not going to... If you say I'm not going to be surprised when when I know... There are only two people really, averaging double-digit free throws a game. One is very tall, I mean, not, one is very short. <laughs> it's not LeBron. No, no, no. no we, we, he's 17th. Um, yeah. Hmm. It's not what, Jokic. Let me, I mean, this is out of left field. Uh, De'Aaron Fox? That's not a bad uh, guess. He's 12. He's been balling out. I know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is oh oh I know who it is. I bet you it's uh, Joel Embiid. It is Joel Embiid with eleven point yeah. three attempts a game. There you go. Yep. Eleven point three. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's okay. I'll take that. Yes. And then two. you said the next one is sh- is short. Yeah. It's not Kyrie. This one it, I would not guess this one at all. Hmm. All right. I, who is it? I said Steph already, right? Yep. It's not Steph. Yep. I concede. Eddie? Yeah, go ahead. What is it? Trey Young. Ten and a Trey. half free throws again. Oh, uh, okay. That does make sense. That makes sense. That's good. I mean, he's been getting uh some flack of late as well. Yeah. He and Luca, they both they they skyrocketed together, and now everyone is like, "Why aren't you continuing to get better, guys?" <laughs> we we sorry we've we've already we're really good. We're not good enough. <laughs> exactly. And also, Joel is shooting eighty five percent from free throw land. Uh, Joel Embiid to me, where I know we opened the com- this pot up talking about MVPs. I think we we did earlier, but. Joel is the only guy that I can see really giving. Well, that's not true. My guy Jokic, but Joel will be the probably the the main guy to give uh, LeBron any kind of trouble in terms of getting the MVP this season. Yeah, especially if the Sixers continue to dominate because they are they are dominating. Yeah, Joel's almost making ten free throws a game. That's he's ah oh man, that would drive a coach insane. <laughs> Yeah, I'm mean, 85% for him for a guy like that. He's averaging 29, 11 boards, 3 assists. Like that that's he's having a great season. He's playing really well. Um 
I was going to ask you, Eddie, because um, I'm now looking at all these stats. Um, three point percentage. <laughs> Who do Who's you think is the leading? The, yeah. Uh, oh, I seem. I feel like I heard. I I read this at some point. Hmm. I'm gonna say. Here's the thing. I'm gonna say the team. I didn't even know this guy played on the team. So good luck, Memphis. <laughs> yeah, that already blows me away. <laughs> exactly. Uh, who in the world could it be? Uh, you will know second place because it should in everyone's head. This person. I was thinking. First. I was thinking Dame is probably Dame or, or Curry. Oh no no no! Joe Harris is second. He's shooting forty nine and a half from the three point line. Oh yeah. Man, who in the world on Memphis is shooting great from three? I, I who is it? Shooting fifty three percent from three on two and a half attempts a game. Okay, well that's that explains it. Not very many attempts. Yeah, it's Georgie Dang. What? No way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Okay, but if we look the- at attempts, I'm I'm excited about who's shooting the most threes in, in a game. Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> it's All it's right. got to be Steph. Okay, it yep, it's Steph. How many is he shooting a game? Because this is he is nuts. probably taking eleven a game. Eleven point three a game. Is yeah, that is. I mean, he was eleven of nineteen yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he is having a crazy resurgent season. Like, yeah. I, if if they if they had a better record, I would say he's in the MVP discussion as well. Yep. I mean, he's already okay, had who's, his two highest career scoring games are this season. That's nuts. 57 <laughs> last night. And what was that? 62 or 61 earlier? Oh, that's right. God. In the season. Uh, he's balling, man. Who's second in attempts? Second but, and third I, are on the same team, by the way. Oh, really? Well, I, I was going to say Dame. Okay. He's my stock answer always, but I, I don't want to say that it's Dame and CJ. That's correct. Is CJ is shooting really? 11 and Dame is shooting 10, almost 11, 10.7. CJ really? is shooting more than Dame. That, That's mm-hmm. kind of unbelievable. That blows me away. CJ is shooting a much better clip. He's shooting 44% while Dame is shooting 38. I'm so glad he's shooting less than 40%. <laughs> I just, I don't want to see him make threes anymore. I've seen enough. That is. <laughs> those steps. We've had our wild. Four Who's our leading the league? Oh, we already know that James is leading the league in assists, which is insane. <laughs> um, steals. I always wonder who's leading the league in steals. Mm-hmm. By the way, Taylor had got? six in a game the other night. Good That's for really. He six did. steals well, in a game. I will say this. I, this may not be the right answer, but Chris Paul is always in the discussion for leading the league in steals. He so always. I'm going to say he is at least in the top five. It's gonna. Well, I got bad news for you. Come on, <laughs> he's not. Is in the he top Giannis? Thirty. <laughs> he's not in the top thirty. No. What wow. has Phoenix done to my boy? I've <laughs> abandoned my child. Chris Paul is forty-two, he, but there's oh, a wow. there's a lot of way tie, right? Like probably fifteen yeah. people have one point two steals. About a thirty people have one point three steals. You know, so there's it's a lot of way tie. 
Is it Giannis, um, Victor? Has he got the most? Um, it is not Giannis. Shay's cousin's on here, uh, above <laughs> Chris Paul. <laughs> oh wow. Um, hmm. Toronto ben Simmons? is the team that holds this person. Oh. Is it Van Fleet? Nope. That's my first thought. It's, it, what, well, it's one of those guys that uh, Andrew Slack. Probably not Siakam. Like OG Ananobi? Yep. <laughs> it is yep. OG. 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 Yeah. Wow. Drew Holiday. Oh, he's got, he's, picked he's averaging 2.1 a game. And then the last one I wanted to do was blocks. What'd you say? Uh, so the last one I wanted to do was blocks, and I had just heard this one yesterday. Uh, hmm. he's the next. He is a one entire block ahead of two. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Is that it, just uh, means a lot of Gobert. blocks is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's a big lead. Is it Gobert? Gobert is two. He is an entire block oh, behind man. his person. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Is it's probably not Bam. Nope. I don't think that it's Giannis. Nope. Um is it Anthony I would, Davis? In a, in a regular Anthony Davis is five. In a regular okay. season, I would say that it's Whiteside, but I don't even think he's played this season. Um hmm. is it what, Serge Ibaka? What's the conference? Eastern Conference. Easter Conference. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right, okay. I want to look up how many blocks Serge is averaging this year because I feel like he's gotten a lot of opportunities. He's averaging 1.3. He's in the top 20. Okay. He's tied with several people for, like, his his Andrew Wiggins is in that group of people also. (laughs) Oh, wow. Serge's, Serge's block dominance days are over, unfortunately. But he's a better offensive player than he was in Oklahoma City at this point. Um, hmm. Eastern Conference. Uh, it's no one on the Nets. I wanted to say also before, uh, Rudy Gobert's averaging almost three, two point seven blocks. This person is so this averaging averaging almost three point seven. Blocks. Yeah, almost four blocks. Wow. Again. Is I, it uh um Jared Allen? Ooh, that's a good guess. I would think so too. He's eighth. He's averaging almost two blocks a game. Okay. Yeah. It's not Drummond. It's not anyone on Cleveland. Um it's not no one on Cleveland, no one on Brooklyn, no one on Washington. I don't think it's Orlando. <laughs> Definitely no one on Washington. <laughs> um it could be I I don't think so, but Julius Randle? No. No, I didn't think so. Um, is it a Celtic? If it is a Celtic, I can't think who it would be. It's not a Celtic. Yeah. Tristan Thompson plays for them now. Um, hmm. It's not a... Oh, Miles Turner. Yep, Miles Turner. Indiana. Oh, man. Yep. Indiana is just one of those teams that I have watched zero of this year. <laughs> they, are, they are the most slept on team of all time. <laughs> <laughs> because they are yeah. in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. He's having a really season, the flyover. He's having a under the radar but very efficient season, averaging 14 points on 50% shooting, 33 from 3, um 76 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, an assist, 
a steal, and four blocks per game. <laughs> See, the, those numbers make me think he should be considered for All-Star. I wonder where he was. <laughs> Honestly, like those are All-Star numbers. He is he's having a he's having a very pay me season. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love those seasons. Here's a, a couple of neat little facts just real quick that I see on Reddit. Number one, Kevin Garnett played against both Nikola Jokic and Magic Johnson, which is interesting to me. Also, Draymond Green last night, stat line, two points, six rebounds, 15 assists, (laughs) six steals, and four blocks. My goodness. <laughs> that is the most Draymond stat line ever. Like, that, yes, Draymond very... is the only guy I can think of that potentially could retire with more of all of those other categories than points. <laughs> um, Kevin Garnett, who just knocked him out of assists. He was top 50 in all five major categories until someone this last crazy. week uh, Talk knocked about him out. The top 50 all-time player. <laughs> yeah. Who knocked him out? Um, um, one. Oh, it was like James or somebody. I would see. I would. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. If it was Harden. I, I know it was Me- James. Mello just he is approaching the top ten in points, which is honestly kind of crazy to even think about. And he he's really been yeah. he's been in the league just as long as LeBron and yeah same draft. I mean, class. He, he's not obviously had any of any remotely of the amount of success LeBron's had, but he's made it. He's still around. <laughs> mm-hmm. He survived. And we thought he was dead many times. <laughs> That's true. He That's true. Survived. We That's thought true. he died in Oklahoma city. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was put to the, put to rest in Atlanta. But I want, I wonder if he holds, <laughs> if he holds any resentment for Oklahoma city. I would say his resentment he holds is that was the last stand where people were like, he should not be starting. I don't think it has to do with the city or the team himself. I think it was, that was the time where people were like, he's going to have to stop thinking that he's got to start. I mean, because yeah. he did. And I, I am, I am, I guess if you want to call me a defender or an apologist for that 2017, 18 team, because I think that we were much better than we ended up being because well, we lost yeah. 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 But he was good. He there were times when he was good and there there's a lot of highlights you can go watch where he made big shots for us. Mhm. But it's so crazy cuz I don't remember any of them, but I know they <laughs> that he did. <laughs> I think we just have tried to put that season behind us. That's my that least favorite like, season of all time, Thunderwise. That was my I had the least amount of fun that season. Man, I was so excited. I and I've said it on this pod before. I remember distinctly being at work, uh, like you know what was it, a week or two or maybe a month after we had gotten Paul George, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. And then I saw that we got mellow, and I was like, what? We are gonna. We're it's it's a. We're we're back. Scared money don't make none. <laughs> we're back. Yeah. We need to like Kevin. I is a distant memory. We're gonna be fine. And then. We weren't. And here we are, back at Kevin leading the league in all-star votes. <laughs> <laughs> Royce Young has referred to that Thunder team as the too cool for school team. 
Because you remember they, they, they kind of were. They would they, play their they opponents. They lost yeah. so many regular yeah. season games, it, games that they had no business losing. And they always were like, hey, it's okay. You know, we'll be fine come playoffs, you know. And then obviously they were not fine come playoffs starting game two. So <laughs> I think that's a good name for that team, the too cool for school team. Yeah, they, they, they were. I think they could have used a tiny bit more humility. Mm-hmm. It would have gone a long way, but I still and I Paul George I doesn't will, know what that is though. That I will take it thing. to my grave that if we had not lost Dre, that season would have yeah. turned out very differently for us. Yeah. yeah, starting lineup was the by the numbers the best starting lineup in the whole NBA by far that year. Yeah, with Russ, Dre, Mello, uh, Stephen Adams, and uh, Paul George, best yeah. starting lineup the whole year when when they were intact. And then we were on an eight-game winning streak when Dre went down, mm-hmm, and then it all just fell apart. Yeah, the center oh, cannot hold. Things fall apart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the moral of the story is things fall apart. Yeah, it's a great poem, William Butler Yeats. <laughs> well, as we near the end of the show here today, guys, we got two games coming up against the Los Angeles Lakers, which I still believe are the favorite to win the championship and many people agree um but they know how to they know that it's a marathon and not a sprint um and we definitely saw that the last time they played the thunder in oklahoma city because yeah there was times where they just were kind of messing around uh what do you think happens this week i, I don't think... have any w- win-loss predictions but for whatever reason my gut just told me that we're getting a dennis td <laughs> mm. dennis is gonna get a, tri- a triple Double? Yeah, like I'd be not an aggressive I would support one. that like, honestly. Like an 11, 12, 14, what, you know what I mean? Sure, like sure. Yeah. I mean, we know he is going to bring everything he has against us because he wants to beat Shea. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why I think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think that we're probably going to get steamrolled again twice by Los Angeles because I just think that they're too good. It, it kind of depends point, LeBron on LeBron is mad playing. that he has to play. Right. Well, if if he if he doesn't <laughs> if he doesn't play, we may have a chance at stealing one of the games. But if LeBron's playing, I don't see us beating them. I mean, the dude is just. I've said I just all the words I can ever Anthony say about Davis him. Davis putting Roby inside the rim. That's going to happen yeah, once. He will. He will <laughs> teach Roby quite a few things. Um. But when it comes down to the end of the game, if Braun's in there, I you know he's gonna do what he does. <laughs> I'd say. Did, less you, did you guys see, see that shot yesterday? Uh, both against of them. Detroit. Both of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just gonna do it when he wants to do it. <laughs> I'd say twelve to eighteen point losses, both games. I would I like it to be do. more more competitive than the the earlier game. What, yeah. what we lost by like 30, but it was like a 30 point deficit the whole game. I yeah. would like us to keep it close, you know, keep it within 10 to 15 points, a good portion of the game, maybe get it, you know, under 10 at some point in the fourth. And I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Same. I kind of agree with you guys. I, I think that they're probably going to lose both these games. It's possible. One of them could be a blowout. But I think, you know, we I talked a lot about kind of what I think Shea's philosophy and mindset is right now. Like, I think it's possible that in one of these Lakers games, he establishes a new career high 
or he gets a triple double or he hits, you know, maybe a game winner. I, I, I think Shea is going to show out in LA. It's where his career started. I, I think that he's going to have a good week and maybe do something statistically that he hasn't done yet in his career. Okay. I feel good about, here's a thought I just now had uh, it is the X factor situation. If we win any of these games, to me, it means that Moose had some ridiculous game. Yeah, this is Moose's revenge game for LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, also, he's playing he's gotta, well. He's got to beat his buddy, you know? Yeah. He, if he plays with like a small portion of the grit and confidence he played with last night in that first half, like he's, he's going to make some noise without mm-hmm. a doubt. I, I, I would like, I would like to be optimistic. But I'll be honest, I think by the time that we record another podcast, we will be adding three losses to our record. Yeah. <laughs> we're, then we have, after we go to LA, then we have to go to Denver. Yeah. Yay. So, <laughs> and they're playing <laughs> awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have next Sunday the Bucks at home. <laughs> this is distressing. Oh, wow. we, we may yeah. not win again until after Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was like, I don't think you guys understand. You do not have to tank when your schedule is our schedule. Yeah, it's just, this you is a rough lose. stretch. <laughs> and then we have, then Dame comes into town, and he's going to be angry because we beat him last week, which was a, a just a great, great, great experience to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we've got, man, it's tough. Like, man, I, the next game where I'm, I look at and I'm like, we we are probably going to win that game. Uh, is not on the schedule yet. <laughs> <laughs> every single team, like every team, Dallas, I guess maybe I don't know. Let's just probably say not. it'll be a different season. But it's <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta, I da- I may maybe Miami. I mean Miami's playing awful this season. It'll be a like, lot more Miami and Dallas are the two most disappointing teams this season, I think, but yeah, this is a bad Pelicans time for a Thunder fan because also it's going to be below freezing for like a week and a oh, half yeah. here. Oklahoma it's going to be really cold. Even it, down here, it's going to, it's coming to Dallas too. Great. Our high next, next weekend is I think uh, like 27 or something. They're going to shut down school down there. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it maybe it's, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. What's the high uh, in Oklahoma going to be probably like 19. Uh, let's see let me pull it up right quick on my trusty phone we don't we don't Um, have any precipitation scheduled um see it's actually not awful because our front the second part of the front doesn't come till tomorrow night it's the lows that are terrifying um because our high on tuesday is 34 wednesday's 34 30 on thursday and 28 on friday um but the lows are like 23, 23, 21, 18, 14, 14. <laughs> yeah. The, the Dallas, the, the, so next Saturday, the high is 28 and the low is 11. Yeah. Based on my app, which, you know, whatever, every app's different. We got right in the forecast tomorrow, but there's only a 24% chance. Oh, wait but a minute. It, the whole forecast has changed since I looked at this yesterday. Disregard everything I just said. It's never going to get below 40. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> In the, as a high, We're low low on Friday is twenty. So whatever. <laughs> That's actually good news because that means my energy bill is not going to go up as much as I had been afraid of. Mm-hmm. 
Well, now that we're talking about utilities, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's normally the sign that uh, the show needs to come to an end <laughs> when we start talking about the weather and utilities. <laughs> Listen, well, all I'm saying is, in defense of all of us, we are Oklahomans, and the weather is a traumatic experience for us. So <laughs> it is not it's true. It it's is not true. without regard to, you know, it's not without reason. <laughs> yes, fair point. All right, any other final final thoughts, guys? No, 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 no. I think I'm football. I think I've I'm out of thoughts. Oh yeah, yeah. who's gonna win? Who, who's who do you got tonight? Uh, I know absolutely nothing about, you know, how these teams have played this year. Cause usually I try to work in one or two NFL games that I watch or that I just become interested in because of circumstantial, you know, I'm with somebody or whatever. I've watched zero games this year. Um, but I know that the chiefs won last year and I know that Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is really good. I know that Tom Brady's really good too. Here is the succinct way I can, I could tell someone about the, the this game. The Chiefs uh, liken themselves to the 90s Bulls, and they're going up against someone better than Michael Jordan. So, what are you mm, going to do? Yeah. yeah. I was, okay, here's yep. my prediction. 42-39 Chiefs, or... Whoa, really? Yeah. Or, That's a high, are these I mean, teams that good offensively? Wow. Well, yes. <laughs> the Chiefs are. Yeah. I know the Chiefs are. They scored That's 28 points in one quarter uh, earlier this season. Or 28-14 Bucks. I would. Mm. Yeah. My heart is rooting for Tom because I, I've always been a Brady fan, but I kind of think the Chiefs are going to win, unfortunately. Uh, but I hey. know a lot of people that are Chiefs fans, and I, I remember I was real happy when they won last year. So I, I think that'd be cool to do that experience again. There back to back. When was the last back time the back. NFL team went back to back? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to look it up. No, You would have to pay your players as much as you're paying Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> who's making more than all, LeBron in his contract. Yeah, he's making half a billion dollars. <laughs> wow. LeBron probably saw that and was like, why didn't why did I play basketball again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. And with that, thanks so much, guys, for listening to Thunder Moneyball Podcast. If you haven't, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at podcast underscore thunder. Enjoy the games and enjoy your life. Bye. Adios. Wear that mask. Get that shot. <laughs> <laughs>